content coming out of our orifices. <laughs> Hello. Good evening. Ooh. Hello. It's uh, it's Luke and Leo here today. Holding it together. Ralph buggered off. He completely mistimed the international break, but... Ralph's buggering off. He's off. He has fucked. He's in Corfu. He timed it really well as well, because there's a I hurricane. I thought that was a food. I thought that was a food. I think we made that joke last week as well. <laughs> um... But there's a bloody hurricane. If you, well, medicane. If I had no idea that hurricanes existed in the Mediterranean, but apparently it's, they do. Well, I suppose it's just a bad storm, and like we get over it. Yeah, I mean, just head down the needles, and it's yeah. basically a hurricane all year. Basically, all year man around. up, Ralph. To be honest. Yeah, exactly. Get off your phone. Enjoy your holiday. That's what I say. Um, yeah, and for those of you who don't know that Ralph is. A podcast hall. <laughs> he uh, he started a new project, as he would call it, a project. Yeah, um, called Station to Station Podcast, where he goes and basically flirts with people in the industry, in the music industry that he likes. Um, I'm not sure if he gets his way with them at the end. He's trying yeah. to be the hip, cool, uh, punk year nine kid that he was trying to be back then yeah I thought you were going to say that that's exactly no, what it was but... that's what he was trying to be and now he's still trying to do it but just a bit posh now <laughs> but here we are keeping the tea and biscuits flame alight I got my tea oh we got the biscuits do you want to go get the jammy dodges oh <laughs> jammy dodges yeah fucking hell I've excelled myself this week Luke but of course that means we're no longer in Ralph's living room it'd be a bit weird if we were upgraded to a massive studio massive farmhouse um built by luke's bare hands i've heard <laughs> i laid some bricks and put the roof on i bet you have and luckily this week we won't have the sound of ralph eating while he speaks i hope that the um the medicaine takes your plane down <laughs> <laughs> it kind of rhymes put that in a do a yeah. podcast about that but no, no uh, honestly, really. it's actually really good that you released the first two podcasts. Um, one being a little introduction about the format. Um, I can't be bothered to explain the format, so just go and, it is go and really, listen to that. It's interesting. If you're interested in music, interested in listening to people talk about their job um, involved in the music industry, then give it a listen. Station to Station podcast. Yeah, But that's all the advertising you're getting, Ralph, because you've already put it on our Twitter page. <laughs> You prick. <laughs> as well as everything that he puts on there, like boasting about his fantasy football league. <laughs> I mean, he's only in third. He's behind me, for fuck's sake. So, do you know what? It sounds like we really despise him. Yeah, should we just not fucking have him back? Ralph, we're not ever having He'd him back. He'd love the fact that we're talking about him. Yeah, so I think we should just abstain completely from discussing <laughs> he who must not be mentioned <laughs> from now on. I did make, some, uh, did make some preparation notes today. I've never done that before. Normally, Ralph does that and doesn't abide by them but we can uh we can stick by them today so um oh of course it's not just ralph that does the podcast there's uh, our friend uh jake who does it as well he's not in that first one and that first actual podcast on station to station was with sean mcgowan a uh, southampton based songwriter singer songwriter um so yeah if you like music and you like southampton give it give it a listen if not don't yeah. Listen to us instead. 
Or listen to both of us because their one's only about half an hour long. Is it? Mm. Bloody hell. So if you've got, a, if you've got a half, an hour and a half commute to work, <laughs> two podcasts for the price of one, I'll tell you. Content coming out of our offices <laughs> collectively. Anyway, should we talk about football? Yeah, I reckon we should, actually, seeing as we are meant to be talking about football. Um, so last week, I don't think we actually did any any predictions. and I think we're going to go a little bit off-piste. We're not going to go with the, the typical format. Am I right? Nah. I'm not wrong. <laughs> um, so I thought we'd just... Fact. <laughs> no, we can't name this one fact as well. No. We could just name them all fact from here on out. But I feel like that might get a little bit boring. So um, we're gonna, just going to go in with, well, Leo's subtitled it, Memorable Things That Have Happened This Week in the World of Football. Yeah. Um, the first one we came up with, literally the first thing we said to each other when Leo got here was, Ronaldo's been accused of rape again. Yeah. Well, well not by like the same it, person, but yeah. it's been re-emerged as a story in the news today. Ronaldo's claiming it as fake news, although there's a lot of evidence stacking up from... When it when did, it happened when it happened years ago what was it two thousand and nine yeah two thousand and nine like um, yeah, nearly ten years ago now that a woman has come forward claimed that he sexually assaulted her and he paid her off that was, was like f- nearly four hundred thousand euros or yeah like uh, and it all went quiet and for some reason it's resurfaced today it, I heard it on the radio it was a couple of days. I think it was um, over the weekend actually a couple of days ago yeah um, but yeah no the thing is it's pretty incriminating because. He has actually given a, I think at the time he gave a statement about it. Yeah. But of course he had a, what they call, not super, super injunction or just a gagging order on it. She paid her off and that yeah. buys the rights to the story so that she can't share it essentially. So she may well, Ronaldo could well sue her for breaking whatever that, agree- that agreement they had. Uh, whether he's whether what he did is true or not, he's, cl- he's calling it fake news. Course he um, which he would, but I mean, un- until I guess it's a real good sign of a liar. Yeah, if they claim fake news, <laughs> I'm sure there'll be a, a big investigation. Yeah, the um, the last Ve- it was in Las Vegas. The Las Vegas yeah. police have reopened it. Oh Christ! Yeah. Well, he w- he won't go to prison. He's Ronaldo. He's far too rich. Um, as we all know, there are two different um, rules of law. And enforcements of law, whether uh, depending on how much you're worth. So. <laughs> yeah, that's another podcast. But anyway, uh, Juventus are doing quite well, aren't they? Yeah. On the subject of Ronaldo doing a big old bad. Um, yeah, I think they've made the best start to a. See, I always thought season. Ronaldo liked men. That's why I'm, it confused me when a lady said she was sexually abused. Well, there are, there are rumours going around like his. Kid was a test tube baby. Yeah, doesn't actually really have a girlfriend. And he's never had a sexual relationship with a woman, and that sort of thing. But, I mean, that kind of all builds up to the if you have to, if if you allegedly rape somebody, then obviously there's you're probably pretty bad with ladies to begin <laughs> with, and you take your frustration out on other people. But anyway, yeah, what a horrible subject! What a fucking horrible <laughs> subject to kit things off. Yeah. Oh, if, you, if you haven't brighten, turned, brighten up your Wednesday you commute, <laughs> if you haven't turned off by now, uh, carry on listening. We are going to properly talk about football, though. Shall um, we move on? Because Juventus is doing quite well. Um, Ronaldo is very good at football. Yeah, um, Pogba's probably 
lamenting himself for moving to United. Yeah, Pogba and Mourinho had a big bust up the other day. Oh, a big tiff, big silly man. There's a video I saw um, that's come out where Pogba walks onto the training ground pitch, does a handshake with like all the staff and all the players, Yeah, walks up to Mourinho and they both just stare at each other and then Mourinho walks off. And I, it's just it's just so pathetic. Isn't There's it? some like, funny proper... um, uh, subtitles though, like bad lip reading and stuff. Yeah. But it's just like, it's so Mourinho. He's such a dick. Oh, he's such a dick. I don't think... Have we ever mentioned that we think Mourinho's a dick on this he's podcast He's such a before? dick. Like, um, it, it's, so, it's so Mourinho that he... This is what happened when he... What, at Chelsea, it all went tits up. They did really badly at the start of the season. Yeah, and it's almost identical, isn't and he it? Li- and he went AWOL. He literally went AWOL. Yeah. No one knew where he went. <laughs> <laughs> and... He's now had, if we get our facts right, David Moyes in his first seven games in charge of Man United. Mm-hmm. In the Premier League. In the Premier League. Um, got ten points. Fact. And Mourinho in his first seven games this season uh-huh. has ten points and is tenth in the league. How would you like that for facts? They are just a bang average mid-table Premier League team with a minus two goal difference, which is unheard of for Man United, which notoriously over the years just love scoring goals. Yeah, and but they can't. They um, clearly are conceding more than they are scoring, which is meaning they're not getting many points. I it just great. I, I, it all does stem Marino's attitude towards his players. I think. Like, yeah, and also his signings. I keep looking at his squad and thinking. Alex Ferguson would not have had any of these players. Like Alex Ferguson used to sign really intelligently because he'd sign a player that has loads of potential uh-huh. and would become one of the best players in the world. Ronaldo, Beckham, um, you know the kids that came through Skulls, Gigs, all mm-hmm. them lot, and uh, even people like, like Wayne Roy, Rooney, Roy Keane as well. Yeah, like when he was like they all the became forest. internationally. Rena- renowned great players Oli Gunnar Solskjaer yeah um, even players like Jisung Park who became one of Asia's great players well look at United's team now they, they're mm. just a bunch of bang average internationals then there's no one in that side okay Pogba got has because he's such a big name in Europe and but he won thing- a World Cup mm. uh but that goes against kind of like the typical Man United way because he went away, got yeah. really good elsewhere, and then they bought him for fuckloads of money. And yeah. Well, by and large, underperformed. Like he's and he's his... not. I know he's he's been over overrated, I think. But they they haven't got the players that in in United teams that have gone by in years when we were growing up. Yeah. You look in United side and you go they've got all the best players in the Premier League. They always had the best players. Okay, other than, say, Arsenal. Just look at every single position, really. Back then. But you'd Alex Ferguson knew what he needed to make his team great, and he signed really, really smart players to make his team good. Mm. Whereas all Mourinho's gone out and done is just bought the players that he fucking heard of. Like he know that he knew that Lukaku scored goals for Everton. He bought him. He knew that. I don't know if it was his decision. To oh, did Ma- Alexi Sanchez? Did Mourinho buy Lukaku? Yeah, he must have. Yeah, or did. did Moyes do it? No, that was Mourinho. Yeah, that was one of his. That was it was one of his first, first yeah. signings. And like other players, like he signed Sanchez, like you said. That's such a weird signing. To yeah, make. Um, it, that was a that was a particularly weird signing and one that really hasn't paid <laughs> off. They signed Pogba. 
yeah, Pogba was great at Juventus, but completely unproven in the Premier League. Mm. And did they really need him? No, they needed like an enforcer such as your Roy Keane. Pogba isn't that. Pogba's such a fancy bloke. Yeah. Um, they needed a defender, and he signed numerous bang average defenders. I mean, who did you have at the club already? Chris Smalling, Phil Jones, Danny yeah. Blind. Okay, um, Alex Ferguson signed Chris Smalling, Phil Jones, and probably they were the young lads. They're probably like, they're got development though. Yeah, and he and he got some good games out of them mm-hmm. because he was playing alongside people like Ferdinand. At one, at one point, Ferguson said that he thought Phil Jones had the potential to be like one of the greatest players United has yeah. ever had. And he probably did because I remember watching him when he was about 18 years old playing for Blackburn who they signed him from yeah. and he, he was class. Yeah. He was just like a proper old-fashioned... He was he was a defender that you'd you'd see playing for Man United. Yeah, he's the type of defender who didn't give a shit about the type of faces yeah. he was pulling when he was. And Ferguson wanted first. he wanted two centre halves who were hard as fucking nails. If you look at the pairings he's had over the years with people like um, Ferdinand Vidic, Yap Stan, Gat, was it Pallister and yeah, Stan. exactly people like that. And you think yeah, okay, he's got. Defenders that defend, he's got midfielders that can attack and pass the ball, and he's got strikers that score goals. Yep. And that's what he built his teams around. And he's got pace on the wings. Yeah, and Mourinho has gone against all of that, signed just random players, players that don't know what it's like to play for Man United, because they are a massively prestigious club in this country. Mm. And and he's making himself look like a twat. Well, the thing is, that's the be- that's the biggest thing for me. Like, for his transferring and tactical decisions aside I just think that his general attitude and his obvious narcissism is like really yeah. really detrimental to the, the performance of the team and the, just the confidence of the team as well because they know they're playing out of fear instead of playing out of okay we're, we're fucking really good yeah. let's just try and knock it let's try and yeah like you say he, enjoy he, yourself you again go back to say Ferguson he, he knew that if he told his players how good they were and how good they could be yeah. and told him, right, you've got to just watch out for this team, but if you play your way, you will beat them because you're Man United. Yeah. Whereas, like you said, Mourinho's going, my players aren't good enough. Mm. We're going to lose this game because I didn't get enough money to spend in the transfer market and this, that and the other. He's making it about himself. Yeah. When today, I, I read somewhere, in their match programme for tonight versus Valencia, um, he's come out and said um, how one player is not bigger than the club and the player is not bigger, the name on the back of the t-shirt is not bigger than the badge on the front. But that speak, is so hypocritical. Speak for yourself. <laughs> because, like, oh, he mirror. just drives around the fucking Look bend. in the fucking mirror. And, I mean, that's all culminating in, that we've heard reports in the last couple of days, that Pogba's considering going and saying, uh, I'm not sure if he said it directly, maybe it was his agent, probably his agent, he said that if Mourinho isn't gone by January, he's going. Yeah. Um, and, mean, and if you can have such a, Falling out with your biggest like marquee signing what was it ninety million something eighty nine million yeah. Um, Fer- then- Ferguson would drop, put him in the reserves. Well, he did when when Pogba left United. Him and Ferguson had a bust up that he want, Ferguson wanted to sign him, and something happened, and Pogba ended up going to Juventus, and he was like, you know that that sort of issue's yeah. already been. Mm. So Mourinho either grow, needs to grow a pair and make a make a mark out of this, and maybe gain some respect from the players out of doing it. Yeah. Or Mourinho needs to go. <laughs> I just think Mourinho needs to get out of English. No, I mean he's he's a good. I mean he's a good antagonist. He's a good 
bad guy to have, and it's it's nice to moan at somebody who is. I think he'd guy, be actually. I think like he'd it. be a good. I like uh, seeing United <laughs> mid table. Yeah, but it's just weird, isn't it? A team that is so has been so good for so many years, and through your childhood, literally won everything. Yeah, everything. Uh, and like when you're a kid. Pretty much, whenever you're a kid, the first team you ever think about is Man United. Yeah. I know I did. But now it's going to be the first team Nip has grown up. It's going to be Man City. But yeah. That, that, the thing is, maybe it's just our nostalgia dri- driving us to say that things like he's doing it wrong. Like this is maybe the way that Ma- the Man United is now. I just don't. I don't think the fan. I think the fans are starting to turn on him, and I don't think it's going to end very pretty. Uh, I think. I think Mourinho will end up walking out. I think United will end up finishing outside of a European space. Amazing. Uh, I think they'll finish maybe eighth. Hilarious. Yeah. I mean, they've kind of they haven't really got anywhere. I mean, they won. Granted, they won the Europa League. Yeah. Season was well, season before last one. It wasn't last season, was it? But that was in one of you know Mourinho's always good in his first year or so, year or two, isn't he? He makes first an eighteen months. And then people are like, oh, he's actually, a bit of a firefighter. You're a twat. Yeah. <laughs> Once players realise that they, that he's just a knob. Anyway, should we move on? Because There's every week we fucking slag Mourinho. Yeah, we do. Um, I, we could probably do another another 20 minutes just slagging Mourinho. But I think we probably should move on. Um, and the, the key stat as the fact that Luke said at the beginning that he's the Mourinho this season has the same uh, amount of points after seven games as Moyes did uh, when it, in Moyes' first season in charge of United in 2013 with 10, which is... Which is fantastic. And when he left Chelsea last time, they were in this position, tenth, yeah. twelfth, that sort of area. Yeah. Do we know? Do we know how many after how many games? I can't remember. I think I, it, it wasn't that many. I think no. it was eight between eight. And I 10. think it was about October, November time. Yeah. I might be wrong, but it was something like this. It's all very like uh, deja vu. It is. History does tend to repeat <laughs> itself. So I'm gonna we wait in bated breath for that um, and I guess we'll talk about United's latest humiliation at the hands of West Ham who seem to have got their act together when we do the uh, results from game week 7 the weekend just gone uh, in a few moments but while we're on the subject well not on the subject but while we're talking about memorable football things this week one of the things that sticks out for me is um, a young English talent in Germany 18 year old uh, Jaden Sancho um, and this ties into a bigger thing that I want to talk about around uh, England World Cup international our chances moving forward revisiting that but I just wanted to one thing that stuck out for me is that he I mean he came on as a sub against Bayer Leverkusen in yeah, Bruce the last, Dortmund's their last game yeah um, and he got two assists he was brought on with I think about 25-20 minutes to go um, and yeah, two assists, and he, the f- big fact, in 124 minutes of football, this England English wonder kid has bagged five assists, which is the most of anybody in the top European leagues this season. Five assists in 124 minutes. Yeah. Have you seen? Have you have you seen him play? He's fucking rapid. Is he? Yeah, he's Is incredible. He, yeah. He's going to be. So he he was brought on against Dortmund um, against Bayer Leverkusen. In the 68th minute, yeah. um, brought on out wide, and 
immediately obviously made an impact. Yeah, I mean, because just to see his he set up, he set a goal up for Marco Royce in yeah. the 69th minute. It was in, it, was, <laughs> it was great. It was a it was a counter attack breaking away at speed. Um, I think a couple of one twos with Royce. He just linked up with him really nicely. Yeah, um, and then he's set to see that goal he can up do that. It's like in the, in the 90th minute gets you excited to be in. Uh, well, it sounds like he changed the game because by by Dort- um, Borussia Dortmund were two one down. In the, 60, in the 60th minute, uh, 65th minute, yeah. they scored and they were 2-1 down. They then brought on Jaden Sancho in the 68th. Yeah. They scored in the 69th from his assist, 2-2. Mm-hmm. They then scored another goal in the 85th. He then assisted another goal in the 90th minute. It sounds like he changed the game. Yeah, he's, a, <laughs> he's, he's sick. Yeah. He's, he, he's they are the kids, next. get him on FIFA. In, give, it, give it six or seven years, he'll have a knighthood. He would have led... Along with, or he'll be signed to Man United, and Mourinho will ruin him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is actually a genuine concern. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or or Arsenal. Yeah, but I mean, what sticks out for me is that you hardly ever see young English talent doing well in Europe. Well, Dortmund are now top of the league, one point above Bayern Munich. Both played the same amount of games. They've got seven more goal difference than Bayern Munich yeah. as well. Um, he is obviously in the right place at the moment. Yeah. If anyone, if he thinks that it's a good idea to move back to England and play for his, play in the nation yeah. that he is from, yeah. um, it would be stupid. Because he will learn so much from being in a team like Dortmund who are top of the league mm-hmm. in Germany. Yeah. And if he's getting game time, I mean Dortmund, they've got such a good uh, youth set up as yeah. well. But he, he will get, if he carries on the way he is, obviously he'll get game time mm-hmm. and the only way to learn the best way to learn is to play and Dortmund being you know one of the, uh, one of the biggest clubs in well, yeah. one of the biggest clubs in Europe consistently getting Champions League football we'll get Champions League experience and that's builds into a point that I want to make um, around why England find it difficult to make it big on the world and European stage um, there was something bouncing around this week about comparing there was actually a report out that studied okay out of the major world nationality out of the footballing nationalities footballing nations uh, how many players of each of those nationalities so you're looking at like France Brazil Spain Germany even the Netherlands and Belgium how many uh, how many players of those nationalities are playing in the Champions League um, and they found there's a really strong correlation and a really strong link between countries that consistently have you know the highest number of players playing the Champions League from that nation and then going on to win major international silverware like the World Cup um, and the European Championship and every country there's one fact here every country that has won the World Cup or the European Championship since the beginning of the Champions League um, has been in the top five in terms of player represented in the Champions League whereas England have consistently been somewhere between like seventh and tenth, and tenth in terms of players. And last season we were ninth, yeah. so like below the Frances, the Germanys, Brazils. So you look at like Germany, who have got they notoriously are very good when it comes to World Cups and European Championships. Yeah, they've got players playing for most well all the top German sides, mm-hmm. most of the top Italian teams. Yeah. I mean, you've got. Um, they're in the top Spanish teams, yeah, you know. Uh, Cruz plays in. Yeah, of course. Ozil played for them. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, they've got them in playing for Arsenal. Uh, they played for Man City. Um, mm-hmm. 
they're at um, MRA Challenge at Liverpool. Play, you know, there's players everywhere across Europe. Yeah. Whereas, like you were saying, England, they only play in England. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, that's probably there's you know there's a myriad of reasons why that is. Like, we are an island nation, and us Brits are typically pretty distant from mainland Europe. Yeah. And Case in point, Brexit. And that's right, happening. Yeah. But like, when you're a kid, you don't grow up and say, "I want to play for." Dortmund, do you? Yeah. You want to play... You want, <laughs> yeah, you want to play for... Jadon Sancho does. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> but you want to play for Man United and, yeah. and Liverpool. And, and the pipe dream are like, you know, probably not very realistic, saying, oh, the Barcelona or the Real Madrid. Yeah. And you get that odd once, like one or two in a Gary generation Lineker that does that. Like that. Gary Lineker, Gareth Bale, British, not English, Welsh, not English. Yeah. Didn't but then help. when you're a European kid, you've you they all want to play... I don't know whether I don't know whether they're they're when they're the kids in Euro, Europe are like more football intelligent with like do they they know more about all the leagues whereas kids growing up in this country just know about the English league. Mm. I think whereas it, they know they they want to play for Barcelona, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, yeah. Man United, uh, PSG, whatever. Like they want to play for all the yeah. top teams. I think it's like. There's like it's like the, there's a geographical aspect to it because they're nearby. Like yeah, if probably. You're, if you're, yeah. you know, if if you're living in Germany, there's a good chance you have got a border with, you know, yeah, countries that have got um, some of the biggest domestic leagues in the world. Like you don't have to, you wouldn't have to you just get an uh, interrail ticket. Go go to the San Siro if you're in fucking Munich. Yeah, yeah well, like, I suppose. That. So like, there's a proximity thing that you can just be nearby. You can actually watch the European games quite easily, or yeah. even domestic leagues that and aren't even train with them. Yeah, exactly. Or and um, and alternatively, you also have like the cultural thing as well. Like most European countries that aren't other than Britain tend to speak more than one language. Like yeah. in large areas of France, they speak Spanish or English or both. Um, Germany, you know, they a lot of them speak French and vice versa, and like. I think it's just culturally, it's a lot easier for them to consider that as a like they a life decision. Get on a bit better, exactly. <laughs> Whereas Britain's a little bit more isolated, and I think that's it's becoming more isolated with you know getting us getting out of the European Union. Brexit. I, mean, I Brexit. think I honestly think that's going to have. I mean, there's obviously the thing about uh, the worry about getting work, players' visas, work permits, work, and, work stuff, permits yeah. and stuff. But I think the fact that we won't be able to have. You know we're going to become even more isolated, and fewer players may want to go out and play in the big leagues in Europe, which means they're not gonna. There's going to be the gulf between like the Frances and the Spains and the Germanys and the and the U and England in terms of players playing the Champions League. That gulf's just going to only get bigger. Yeah, and it's going to be more difficult for us to win anything. But do you think um, because we had such a good uh, World Cup now that with South a Cape. Southgate effect. The Southgate effect will be that he may well start a revolution in English football where English players aren't scared of doing mm. badly now. So all of a sudden, all of our players that are really good, and we know they're really good because they do play for the top teams in Europe because they play for Champions League sides in England. Yeah. They might just flourish now. I mean, yeah. might well win a World Cup and a Champions League. Uh, Europa League. Um, a European Championship, and and then it, and then what we've just spoken about will mean fuck all mm. because 
all it all it maybe needed was someone to just let the shackles go a bit. Yeah. Whereas that psychological barrier. Yeah. Being which broken. a lot of those European players that we've spoken about, uh, um, probably because they've watched their country um, do well over so many years. You know, because you're talking of the no- notoriously good international teams that are like Brazil, yeah. Germany, France. Italy. Yeah. Um, I mean, all of those have won the World Cup in the last, like, in, yeah. well, in the last four well, competitions. They've been, been all the winners. Since actually. we've, since Brazil, we've France, football. Italy, and Germany have been the four last Since winners. like 98. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and because the kids growing up have watched their country win things, yeah. the kids that then, those same kids that watched, um, you know, the Brazilian Ronaldo win the World Cup in 2002 when they come to play football think, well, Ronaldo did it, my country did it, so yeah. I can do it. Whereas the English kids who watched David Seaman get fucked over <laughs> at the 2002 World Cup probably go, well, our England team is a bunch of failures. So instantly, before they even put an England shirt on, yeah. they think, well, England are shit in major yeah. tournaments. Well, so Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe the reason why we've got so many good um, fullbacks now is because Danny Mills caught Ronaldinho sent off and that caught Danny, Danny fucking Mills. Um, yeah, so I don't. Know. I, I I get what you're saying. I think that it probably is a major factor. Yeah, I mean the, that's. I mean it's only a correlation. It's like a, it's a tentative link. You can't. It's hard to say that this is causing. Yeah. but it could also be thing. You know, uh, such as like, I know it's not really the same thing, but bit, you'd say like you, in in normal life, you'd say you've got more experience if you were well travelled. So like you'd yeah. understand the world a bit better. So maybe these players that that grow up in Europe, because they are what you call like well travelled, because they've yeah. played in different countries, they understand tactics better. Mm-hmm. They get on with people better. They know the the, the tips and the secrets of certain players that they played against exactly. with in more yeah. leagues, and they they know how to win in different leagues, different managers' tactics, under different, different situations and circumstances. Yeah, exactly. They've been put under different pressures. Yeah. As a kid, as a teenager, as a young adult, yeah. whereas the English players only know English football, which mm. is very direct, very fast-paced, and physical. physical, and there's really only one way to win, and that's get the ball up front and score. Score <laughs> whereas, more goals than they score. Yeah, whereas in <laughs> European football, there's loads of different tactics. Yeah, um, you don't you don't often see different tactics in English football. I don't think it's all very samey. Is it just tactics? Varying degrees of the same tactic, depending on how under the cosh you are. Yeah. <laughs> Until recently, now we've got managers uh, like world-class Jürgen international Klopp, managers now, who are bringing in some formations, Pochettino. tactics, all the whole the old high press and all that crap. Yeah, it's um, working wonders though. There's quality of football. I think in the Premier yeah, League but really sharp. Think what they're doing to play that. They're signing more foreign players to play it, mm. and even less English players are now playing. For those managers, yeah, uh, which they again suggest what we've just said. Maybe they English players just don't get it because they're not taught it as kids. Mm. Well, I mean, I think the t- I, I like to think the tide's turning. I mean, you look at somebody like Eric Dyer. He was at uh, Sporting Lisbon, yeah, at youth level, um, and I think that's probably done him good. Well, yeah, he, well, the fact that he quite easily can drop himself into a back three, yeah, and he's play, versatile, yeah, and that could come from the fact that he's played abroad, yeah. And he can step up and take the winning penalty in a World Cup. Yeah, against for the well, f- for the first time in a World Cup for England. Um, and yeah, sh- like, is, is, and his name's Eric. <laughs> Eric. Eric. <laughs> you 
far too confident. Um, <laughs> go, go ahead, Elwick. <laughs> I think, like, I mean, with uh, Jado Sancho coming back to him, there's a couple of other, I can't remember their names, but I know there's other youngsters playing in, there's one playing for like Hoffenheim, I forget his name, um, that are playing in, uh, playing abroad. And I think that's, you know, I think that might actually be a, conscious tactic within kind of the FAs thinking like okay let's make it easier let's make it bring down the barriers for these youngsters to go and get some yeah. experience abroad hopefully I mean Gareth Southgate is obviously switched on he may well bring him into an England squad in the near future or get him to go uh, with the under 21s or whatever yeah. but I was just going to go say with, with English kids thinking like oh if I go and play abroad I'm never going to get picked for the England team there was that kid who was, I think it was last summer, was playing in America and he got called up to the under 21s. I can't remember what his name was. Um, Bradley White Phillips. <laughs> um, I can't remember what his name was, but he was playing in America and was like doing really, really well. And they caught the England, England called him into, I think it was the under 21s. So, like, you, obviously, football these days is everywhere. Like, yeah. we have to do turn on, your, on the laptop and you can see football. Yeah. Um, so you don't get you don't get missed. We years ago we would have never heard of this um, kid in Germany. Yeah, true. until until he was brought back to England. Yeah. Now, like he scores, he sets one goal up, and everyone can see him and watch him, and lit, like and he sets up five goals in the space yeah. of three halves of football. So what we're saying is, kids. <laughs> don't turn down a chance to play for Dortmund yeah. <laughs> just because you want to stay in sunny old Blackpool <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think I'd rather play for Dortmund than Blackpool yeah. to be fair um, open your eyes kids yeah there's a brand, there's a the whole Europe that we're not going to be in for much longer out there just don't go and play in Australia because that's shit yeah <laughs> I mean if Emil Heskey can make it there's, yeah. a, there's a market for it I mean and don't go to China either I mean unless you really need some money yeah unless you're what's his name that Watford player Iago Aspat no Igalo Igalo that's yeah. it he was really good on Fantasy League we sounded like Ralph then yeah we did Inuccio Inuccio <laughs> don't talk about Ralph I'm not allowed to talk about <laughs> fuck you Ralph anyway, anyway should we move on yeah I mean I, that's an interesting discussion I'm just really watching with um, enthusiasm as to how Jaden Sancho goes um, and I mean he's Doing wonders. He's, I mean, people were talking about him like before he's before he signed to Dortmund. I yeah. think he. Where won, did he come from? Then? I'm not sure what club he came from, but I remember him from the England under something when we won. Well, they won a trophy. I'm being very vague and ill-informed here. Oh, England right. under something. I'm going to get Summing. his Wikipedia page up. Do it. Oh, there he's got a Man City shirt on. Hold on. Oh, was it City that? Oh, that rings a bell. Uh, oh my god, he was born in 2000. Jesus. Yeah, that makes you feel old, doesn't it, kids? <laughs> Not kids. Uh, he was previously a youth player at Watford and Man City. An England youth international was part of the Under-17 World Cup's winning That's squad it. of 2017. There we go. Um, Told you. Pep Guardiola will be fuming that they let him go, by the sounds of it. I've got a feeling that they probably didn't just let, let him go without having some sort of clause. I mean, they've... He was that let go in 2017. Oh, right. They let, so that's let recent. I, re- I read today, actually, that um, Dortmund had just signed him onto a new contract till 2022. He played for them 
Oh, no, that's the res- Oh, he did play for Dortmund last season. Did, what, did he? He's played 17 games for them, so he oh, must right. have been coming off the bench. Yeah, probably. Anyway, um, enough about you, Jaden, and England. Um, we... But, yeah, it's, it's a good question to ask. Why aren't there more English players playing in the big competitions overseas, seeing as French, German, Italian, Brazilian... Spanish players seem to do it with ease. Oh, wow. Is it cultural? Is it geograph- geographical? Is it just the the different national uh, football associations and how they're more um, inviting of players to go overseas? We don't know. And how that how is that going to pan out? It's an interesting just, question. Just back to Sancho as we're there. Yeah. Um, he was he had an argument at Man City because they they said he would be fast tracked to the senior team. Uh, and he wasn't. He had an argument over a dispute over assurances of playing time and a new contract. Um, so he forced a move away. In on the thirty first of October two thousand seventeen, Dortmund bought him for eight million pounds. Bloody hell! Um, and he went straight into the first team squad, taking the number seven shirt. Brilliant. Well, I mean that's fair enough. When you when you're that age and you're that good, then they sh- they gave him what he wanted, which was a starting number. And probably said to him, "Look, you're a great player." This, they they put an arm around him and made him feel wanted. Yeah, and, and made made him really comfortable. Probably go a house for his him and his mum or something. Yeah. Know. Anyway, but yeah, enough of him. Enough of him. You know enough of him. You haven't really been mate. talking about the Premier League that much. We hear you ask. Well, fuck you. You're not the boss of us. <laughs> fuck um, off, Ralph. Yeah. Uh, we might as I maybe let's go over the the fixtures. I mean, we. We can skittle through the boring ass ones, but we touched upon United and them getting a bit of a drubbing from West Ham on Saturday. So they lost three one at West Ham, which is <laughs> funny. West Ham, like the team that were in a massive crisis yeah. three weeks ago. The thing is, man, they've they've turned it around. Yeah, like, Pellegrino's got his. Um, he's genius. I mean, he just needed six game, five six games at the beginning of the season to sort of make sure that. Wilk is injured and doesn't yeah. ever play. I reckon again. Pellegrino in training just went through the back of him. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Wilshire, you prick. <laughs> Puff on that, you little wank. Yeah. But um, any thoughts of a crisis of a West Ham have just gone. Yeah. Well, I mean, now they've won two games and now they're sort of they're five points above relegation. They've got um, a bit of a cushion. Form of their well, their careers. Don't think I've ever, I don't think I remember ever remember West Ham winning two games on the bounce. <laughs> um, but yeah, three one. Well done to them. Well done to them. Arsenal. Uh, Arsenal Watford. Oh yeah, they beat. Watford. They beat Watford. Arsenal were just. They're just going about their business, aren't they? They're being very quiet. Sorry about the jammy dodges, everyone. <laughs> They're they're they sat fifteen. They're sat fifth with fifteen points. All oh, right. Um, it's. Tottenham are fourth with 15 as well. It's only goal difference that keeping them out of the Champions League place. Like they're just going about their business. All oh, right. You're missing some jam in that. Yeah, one. I didn't get a fucking jam in my jammy dodger. <laughs> Falling through. You just got a dodger. <laughs> <laughs> They've just dodged me. I just got fucking dodged. Um, so I think Arsenal are. Oh, right. Well, they're just going about it, aren't they? And yeah, if... no, no fuss. There's no. Um... No big worries. Their, their implosion hasn't come yet because that normally comes about April. <laughs> well, 
It's not Wenger anymore, is it? Nah. That's what... Emery might have they're just turned doing, things around. They're just doing bits. They are doing bits. Sorry, I'm... Didn't concede a goal at the weekend. Like, that's a positive step for them. And against a Watford side in the ascendancy, yeah. by and large. So, it's a, I mean, it's a good win for Arsenal, but, I mean... Well, Watford are below them by two points, so they've won an important game. They've kept yeah, the team a... right below them, the, the place below them, mm. away from them, which is what you have to do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is how... That's how league tables works. work. Yeah. Um, Everton-Fulham. Everton won 3-0. Big, big win. Uh, they, um, I mean, again, I didn't watch the highlights, sorry. <laughs> Everton got three goals. Fulham got none. <laughs> Bit annoyed that... And F- got Fulham got three yellow cards and Everton got none. So, who's the real winner? I mean, Everton. Those ten, <laughs> those ten pound fines are going to be fucking annoying. Mm. No, I mean Gilfie Sigerson. What a what two a, goal! They call him two goal Sigerson apparently. Two goal Gilf. That's why I heard, not Sigerson. And Bernard the dog got a um, got an assist. Bernard the dog. Yeah. What's Bernard the what reference? That's like, that? It sounds like a dog name, doesn't it? Oh. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I have a dog called Bernie. He's dead now. <laughs> He's in doggy heaven. There's no such thing. <laughs> We all just go into the soil, Luke. Yeah, worms are eating him. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Next. Um, Tottenham, Huddersfield. Well, Huddersfield, Tottenham. Big 2-0 away win. Did you know that... Ooh, here, comes only, here comes a big juicy fact, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> only two games this weekend had both teams scoring them. Uh, oh, yeah. How's about that? Oh, well, no, three. sorry, three, because yeah. of Sunday. Yeah. Ah, fuck you, stats. <laughs> Damn it, facts. Oh, and Bournemouth Palace played last night, so... Oh, f- that was a stupid stat. It's <laughs> yeah. it actually four. That's your fault, Ralph. <laughs> fuck you. Anyway, Spurs, anything to say on them? Um, doing bits, Harry Kane? Doing bits with, with a pen and a header. He um, scored a good header. Yeah. Kieran Trippier with a great cross. Love him. <laughs> I love Kieran Trippier. Just, I love how... Was it a penalty? I thought it was a bit I soft. Love, I love his flat. Um... Ah, oh, who gives a fuck, mate? Danny Winning. Rose just fell over, didn't he? Yeah, but normally that's what has to happen. In well, time. yeah, but it was, I just think it was a bit sore. I'd be annoyed if I was a defender. I'd be happy if I was a Tottenham player because he just take it. Yeah, Tottenham doing bits. Mm-hmm. Um, on the subject of that, I know Ralph would like me to mention he put Harry Kane as his triple captain. He hasn't shut up about it on Twitter. <laughs> He's probably told Calf that a lot of, for a lot of his holiday. Like, Bloody got it right, didn't I? Triple captain, somebody got two goals. In actual fact, he only got eight, nine points more than me this week. And yeah, there you go, Ralph. Suck on that. Um, moving on. You see, you notice how we're going through the results quickly, Ralph? Yeah. Efficient. Bish, bash, bosh. Have some of that. How do you like that in your nosh? <laughs> Newcastle, nil. Leicester City, two. It's the... What's Newcastle's mascots? Magpie. That's it. Mag- Magpies versus the fox. Oh, that's a battle, that is, because I see that on the farm all the time. <laughs> I don't really. <laughs> I, I'd imagine the fox would eat the magpie. And they fucking did. Yeah, they blundered. 2-0. Did. Bam. Without reply. Oh, Slabhead scored one. And fucking, he's having a party as yeah. well. They must have well, well good fun. I just imagine, like, John Joe Shelby against Harry Maguire, square and all. <laughs> battle of the heads. Yeah. A the, thumb, imo- the immovable object with an unstoppable force. A thumb versus a slab. Uh, so where are they in the league? Let's have a look. 
What, Leicester? Newcastle are still... Leicester have moved into 8th and Newcastle are 18th. No That's a bit worrying for them, isn't it? Mm. No, um, I'm, I'm pretty certain that they're fucked. I'm well, not sure if they've resolved their player dispute thing. They didn't get their bonus or something. What, they just all said they don't like living in Newcastle? <laughs> yeah, just being Why in the vicinity of Mike Ashley, meaning that they just don't want to do football anymore. Uh, moving on to Wolves versus Southampton. Um, we were handed our asses to us, Johnny, by a good team. You got you got fucked by Johnny. Yeah, they play some good football. Don't fucked they? with a Johnny. Wolves. Damn it! I mean, this was a win-win for for Alf because he's fucking. He likes. He's he's gay for Wolves. I think he likes Wolves more than he likes Saints. Yeah, he likes seeing Saints do bad because he's a weird bloke, and he really likes Wolves because he, he's a weird bloke. He's a masochist. <laughs> He likes the pain. <laughs> he like, yeah. Um, he, oh, Saints doing bad. Oh. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I've... Um, <laughs> basically, Saints have kind of fucked the next few weeks. We got we got Chelsea on Saturday, uh, this weekend, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, Punch game. We're going to lose that. Is that some marriage? I think it's away. Check it. No, it's home. All right. Quarter past two kickoff. I mean, either way, yeah. Uh, I think we're going to lose that. Let's be honest. Let's not beat around the bush here. Chelsea are a fucking good team. Well, Hazard's a very good team. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, ball, mate. The whole team. Um, oh, we're getting to that game now. Oh, we're just going to skip over Saints because I can't be bothered to talk about them losing again. Yeah, um, get, I mean, it's getting a little bit worried. Where are they? In the, where are Saints? Are we are one place above relegation. I mean, Sorry, it, two places. We're, we need a win. We're three points above Newcastle. We need a, we need a win. Like, is, if you carry on like this, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a long old season. Yeah, I, 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 I still wonder whether whether Mark Hughes really knows his best team. I don't. I, I just, I just, I'm starting to get a bit concerned. It's. I was. Uh, I mean, I've been a bit disappointed with the Saints at the start of the season. You think how you ended it last in the last campaign? Well, you think we've got. He, he started with Danny Ings and Charlie Austin up front. There's a goal in those two. There's yeah. a goal a game in that. Yeah. And he brought Gabardini on as well. He's got a goal every other game in him. Uh, I just... It's just our defence. I think our defenders are just not getting it right. <laughs> well, clearly, because they conceded two goals. But But the thing is with Saints, like you're so good at identifying good talent and you're... Good at developing them, like you probably. But we've missed that. Vestergaard will be the next fucking Toby Alderweireld in hopefully in a year, uh, and maybe we just need to find the right partnership with him. Maybe we need to get Yoshida playing with him. Yoshida's got bags of experience in the Premier League now. The Saints fans love him. He loves playing for Southampton. Yeah. Maybe he needs to step in and be that fo- that leading figure at the back with Vestergaard. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we need to drop Suarez and see if someone else can header a ball at the back post. Uh, is that how you spell it? Is that how you say his name? What is Suarez? Suarez. Suarez. Cedric, isn't it? Cedric Suarez. I mean, it doesn't look like Suarez. No, that is how you say it. Saws. But Cedric anyway, Sores. we'll move on from them because I mean, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about him losing again next imagine week. Imagine if you hadn't sold like all of our Mane players. And, <laughs> yeah, just literally all your players. From, anyway, I mean, you're still, uh, you're still, you're still, you're still uh, going strong. Yeah, of. I mean, we can turn it around easily from yeah. that position. It's not exactly. I realise. Yeah, I realise you said you didn't want to talk about Saints losing, and we already and I kind of 
dragged you back in back back into it. So. Yeah, we did. So we go on to the Chelsea Liverpool game, which was a fucking really good brilliant game. game. Yeah, and I think the main thing we got to talk about is Sturridge's goal. We do. I mean, because that was a fucking banger. It was a bang. It was a storage of old. Just it was the confidence that he had. And it was past. so easy, wasn't it? There was barely any backlift. No. He just picked, picked the ball up, looked, oh, look, there's the goal. I remember that. Bang. <laughs> and just, oh, yeah, 89th yeah, minute, no pressure. How did, how, nice to see your top bins, has it been? Yeah. Yeah, that was, it, was, it, was it was really very, good, very nice. And uh, there was a spell where in the second half, I, I did watch the second half of that game, actually, uh, and uh, Liverpool just literally turned up the pressure. Mm. And I thought, do you know what? They're going to score. I didn't think it was going to be a goal like that. I thought it was going to be like a really high press, win the ball back, cross it in, scrappy goal in the box. Yeah. I didn't think it was going to be something Quick special like that. Quick feet from either Mane, Firmino yeah. or Salah to get an extra yard on a defender and knock it bottom corner, which they normally do. Um, but that was an, it was it was an absolute screamer. I think it, the the post-match conference, post-match interview rather with um, Sarri, oh, he's such a nice bloke. I know if that was Mourinho, does he speak English? Does he yeah, do the yeah. interview? Oh, yeah, okay. it's, it's it's kind of like a really soft, husky English accent. Um, a bit like a soft Sean Dyche. Yeah. Hey. Oh, it's actually less. I wonder if Sean Dyche smokes because he sounds like hey. he does. He sounds more like a smoker than Sarri. Hey. But anyway, Sarri was saying how much you know it, a draw was probably the right result. And my laptop's just about Shit. fucking die. Shit. Bollocks. Shit on it. Shit. <laughs> I'm going to talk. I'm going to sing a song to you guys. Okay. Wonder what. Yeah. I don't think that's how it starts. Dun 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 Oh, Christ. We're having a nightmare, no, no, chaps. No, I can. All sorted. Crisis averted. Oh, well spotted. Drink. It's not working. Yeah, it is. Wait, it's not gone green. Wait, it'll go purple. No, not yeah, purple. No, it's, no, it's, no, it's orange. orange. I'm getting my colours wrong. <laughs> right, we're back. <laughs> I thought maybe for a second I didn't bring my charger, but here <laughs> we go. We're back here. And thank God we didn't have to... The notorious Mac that runs out of battery. It always... I mean, things do that. Mm. Electrical Macs do it a lot, though. Yeah, they do suck battery. Out. This little bastard. Um, anyway, but, but, Sa- what was Sarah? Fuck, Sarri. He said that a draw was probably the right result, and he conceded in the last minute. <laughs> but I mean, just what a nice bloke. Yeah. He just he's. I think he realised that Liverpool were quite good second half. Yeah, he probably did. But um, but if you know, imagine if that happened to Mourinho. Oh, he would have been even... bitter. He would have blamed yeah. something. It was that pigeon that flew over. And that's exactly what Mourinho did, actually, for the West Ham game. He blamed, like, one of the goals was offside. Uh, I can't remember what, what else. But he excused all of the goals. Yeah. And he didn't. Uh, the, it wasn't his tactics. It wasn't the... He'd blame it on, like, the tube's been on strike. Ah, uh, there was there was not enough West Ham fans. Uh, I didn't have fresh towels in my hotel room, which <laughs> I've been living in for a year and a half, you fucking weirdo. That just proves he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to be there for very long. No. It's just very strange. He's a weird guy. Mm. Anyway. Sunday, um, yeah, Cardiff, Sunday. Burnley. I mean, Cardiff lost again. Is Can we all just agree that that's, that's it now? Yeah. They're probably gone, aren't they? Yep. Um, yeah. Even though Huddersfield are below them. <laughs> <laughs> it's Huddersfield and they're sort of like the, they're the... Burnley have got two really good wins in the last two weeks. They dicked Bournemouth 4-0. 
Um, you're making a bloody good mess, aren't you? I am, aren't I? But I've just I've literally just ripped a jammy dodger enough, and I didn't realise I had love arts around the outside. Yeah. Anyway, oh, sick. Look at it. Anyway, uh, Burnley. <laughs> Burnley have done really well the last two weeks. They've got six points. Like they've do- they've they've got themselves into mid table in two weeks of football. They've won two really good games. Beat Bournemouth, who were a good side. Um, dipped them 4-0 and yeah. then beat Cardiff who are there for the taking yeah oh, they but just I mean they, they're still they still had to get the job done they got that's, the job that's done. a big confidence boost for them because they were sort of stark contrast to last season they were they were going in the wrong direction well they started off in the wrong direction yeah. and they were staying there weren't they so so and then on Monday night um, Bournemouth beat Palace yep. which is quite a good win because Palace are a good side uh, Wilfred Zahar played and Didn't. they didn't win no. He, he got an assist though. Yeah, is it that he they haven't lost a game when he scored? No, when he when he doesn't play, they don't win. They always lose. Oh, um, I think Can't that's, I think that's the time. stat. But yeah, Bournemouth. I don't know. I think they're I think they're eighth. Or let me have a look. Bournemouth are seventh. So. Bournemouth will probably be safe if they keep it going. What's the um, attendance at the Vitality? Because I've just seen it, there was only just over 10,000 people there. It's a really small crowd, isn't it? Uh, or are they just not selling tickets? I mean, it was a Monday night fixture. I can't see that on my thing. The Quite nice. I mean, Bournemouth's a town, isn't it? Like, do people <laughs> want to watch them play? <laughs> the Cherries. <laughs> I mean, good result, though. Yeah, um, they've done well. So... Moving on to next week, we won't do predictions. Let's no, just, I can, really can't be Let's asked. just pick out some notable games. And you predict yourselves, you lazy. Yeah, you don't need us to tell you what to do. No, uh, Brighton right. West Ham is quite a big game, I would say, because um, they're fourteenth versus fifteenth. Brighton are two point three points above relegation, and West Ham are on a roll. So they West Ham could move themselves if results go their way. Form of their lives up to tenth, mm. which would be ridiculous for them. Um, on so that's. Oh shit, that's Friday. Friday night football. Anyway. That's mental. Yeah, I think we had a discussion on this. Yeah. But we um, won't open it up. But this next fixture is big for Burnley to yeah. get a third win on the bounce. Van Huddersfield are bottom, so they could, and they're at home, they could do really well in that game. Yeah. Um, I mean, all the other games are pretty bog standard. Bog standard really. games. Uh, well, apart from Liverpool, Man City on Sunday night. Which. Oh yeah, shit. Will. What a fucking great game Whoever out. wins that goes top. That's mental. Oh, Sunday looks like a, such a sick game. Day of football. You've got Saints, Chelsea. So basically, you've got Man City on 19, Liverpool on 19, Chelsea on 17. So Chelsea are going to beat us. So that gives them 20 points. If Liverpool, Man City draw and Chelsea win by... Oh, they have to win by like eight goals. No, so <laughs> Chelsea... Chelsea can't go top. Am I no. right? No, so, so if, can you remind me of? So the big fixture is really Liverpool, Liverpool City. You got Saints, Chelsea before earlier in the day on the, Sunday. The, yeah, Fulham, Arsenal. Who cares? Um, what's the standing at the moment at the top? I'm so interested City on nineteen, Liverpool nineteen, Chelsea seventeen, Spurs and Arsenal joint. Spurs 15. and Arsenal are on fifteen each, but Spurs get pipping with a goal difference so far. Yeah, I mean that's kind of. I guess how you'd expect the table to be. I mean, United languishing, which is great. If I could pick one team, well, no, actually, I'd prefer if it was Chelsea. Right? Well, yeah, I'd prefer if it was Chelsea. I'd, 
it's not that I, I like Man United. It's just that they are such a historic club in this yeah. country. It's not. I don't like really seeing them. Yeah. Although Actually, I mean, my in my estimations now, I think I. I think I don't. I think I dislike United more than I do Chelsea because of the difference in the man- managers. Yeah. Like Sarri, I dislike Mourinho. I dislike Mourinho. And I dislike the way matter. United have gone in the last few years. They've gone completely against their. Um, As we have already touched upon yeah. in this podcast, Thank you, Mourinho. which I'm keeping an eye on the time, um, and we have a couple of minutes now. I think now that we've done this week's fixtures, we've recapped last week's, and we've had a jolly old discussion over Jamie Dodgers. To discuss AFC Northwood. No, Northwood St John's. <laughs> Is it St John's? Yeah. I don't know why. Can you change it to AFC Northwood's? Not right. <laughs> oh, what a fucking nightmare. Oh, dear. We've blown it, lads. You didn't win 3 1, though. No, we have blown it. We got spanked 4 0. Shit. I mean, if anybody, we if anybody remembers from last week, you're. Uh, Northwood St John's yeah were playing top of the so the we were league. playing the team top of the league we are second we're a point behind them or two points behind them I think uh, so obviously whoever wins is going to be a massive sway in the league it's a, standings it's a six point game it is a six point literally a six pointer um, and we just did not turn up they from right they almost scored from kickoff. They, that's how on it they were. Really? They 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 took kickoff. They put the ball out wide. Something happened. The ball came in the middle. Their striker shot, and it literally. Ju- I think it may have even hit the crossbar, if I remember rightly. And our goalkeeper caught it, and we were all like, "Right, we're in a game here, lads." No, <laughs> no, lads. Come on. Um, it we was, definitely were in a game. Yeah, we we just did not turn up. It really, really did not turn up. Yeah. There was a few. Uh, players moved into different positions we changed the formation well obviously we didn't manage to change the formation and it didn't really work we sort of hung in there for the first half we were only 1-0 down um, and we, f- we we had a really good half time chat and and you were going uphill up the, the hill half. and then it came out every single pitch on the other White obviously <laughs> apart from Northwood we got a flat pitch um, <laughs> came out second half like really spurred on did Really well for the first twenty minutes of the first half. Go on, you Spurs. And then, and then the referee gave a mental decision to give them a penalty, and immediately they. Oh, here we go, Mourinho. They scored. Yeah, it, it really was a crazy, crazy decision. They scored straight away from the penalty, and that literally took all of our momentum away from us. We were, we were, like on it from from then, and then, yeah. and then they. So they, that, that it, made it two now. Yeah, and then it just killed us. And then, what notoriously happens with. When there's two really good teams playing each other, if if one team goes two 0 up and the other team loses loses their heads a bit, they score three, four, five, whatever, don't they? Yeah. Hence why, like, you see, like Man United beating Arsenal eight 0 and all this sort of shit. Eight two, yeah, whatever it was. Um, so yeah. we ended up losing four 0 and it f- it did flatten them a bit because we were we were matching them first half and the start of the second half we were okay as well. We were good, yeah. so it sort of flattered them. And do you get a booking? No, no. Um, any any uh, major major incidents? I mean, the ref could probably have sent a player off from each side if for 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 bookings and stuff, but he never was going to. No, ruins so, the spectacle, really. Yeah, but he ruined, he ruined it himself man, by fucking giving away 
Soft I penalty. penalty. Didn't um, didn't one of their players, one of your opposing players, say that oh, I could tackle that or something? Yeah, I think they were a bit like. Obviously, they appealed for it because you're gonna because it's a big game and you want everything to go your way. Yeah. But I think deep down they were, they were like that's not a penalty because yeah, they were one of them was like that's a bit harsh. So. Oh well, that's a bit of a shit. On to this isn't it? weekend, we've got yeah, Shanklin. Um, Do you have to go to Shanklin? I think it is away. Yeah, because oh, no. we've, we've played them at home. Well, we just need to get back to winning ways. Um, it's all about confidence. No, you've got to hope that. Um, it was it. Did you say it was West White or Arrington? Who who did you just play? Who were the WNB? West Whitecroft and Barton. Whitecroft and Barton. That's it. If Not they, we've got them again. We have. We've got them at home. We'll have them in, again. in a couple of months, and obviously they may well drop points for the, they they dropped a couple of points at the start of the season. They drew a game, a couple of games, uh, so it's not it's not the end of the world. But it would have been nice to have at least got a draw away from home against them. Yeah. Well, so, life goes on, and so does the Alawite Div one. <laughs> it does. I think I, mean, I think Gandhi said that. We one. all went back to work the next day. <laughs> well, up the north. Woo. Indeed. Well. I think we've, I, th- I think we've had your attention for long enough now, don't you think? Everybody, ladies and gents, shall we uh, have a beer? Let's get on it, lads. Let's get on it. Tuesday night on it. Um, Sesh. Oh, it's Champions League tonight, isn't it? Yeah, we're missing. Yeah, oh, we completely we did. Let's do a quick update on scores whilst we're here. Yeah, fuck it. Brenda. I completely forgot Brenda agenda. Okay, so Ralph is tweeting from the TM Busquets as we speak. You're on fucking holiday, mate. <laughs> what are you doing? Who'd have thought I'd be delighted to see Yoshida and Stevens at centre back? Oh fucking hell! Who? Oh, of course we got. We're playing Everton tonight. Are you? Why did I knew we had that game coming up? We're beating them. Oh my god, this is huge. We we never beat Everton. We're we're as you know we're ill informed. But we I knew it. that was in October. So we're in October, Leo. Yeah, we are in October. Is that Europa League? No, that's uh, English League Cup. Carabao Cup. No, that's what I meant. League Cup. Not yeah. Europe. What am I talking about? Well, I'm... fucking have that. We're going to go to Wembley, lads. <laughs> Fuck you, Everton. You've heard it first. Saints, you're going to Wembley, lads. Right, should we, put, should we whack it on and get a string? Uh, yeah. United are drawing. Juventus won. Real Madrid losing. That's funny. Who too? Mos- CSK Moscow. Uh, Man City winning. Or they won. Bayern Munich are drawing with Ajax. That's terrible. No oh dear. Well, so yeah, that is football. Oh, I've got a finger. Former Chelsea striker. Do you remember Adrian Mutu got done yeah. for snorting a lot of yeah. packet up his schnoz? <laughs> Has lost his latest appeal against. Lost his leg. No, oh. and lost his latest appeal against a ruling that he must pay Chelsea. Fifteen point two million pounds in compensation. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, what a massive! That just shows how much money he's got. <laughs> well, he... did he spend fifteen point two million pounds on <laughs> oh, bag? Okay. Yeah, did he? Adrian Mewtwo. get in there. Get Danny Ings scored. Did he? Yeah, good lad. He's, he's just a fucking goal machine. He's just a goal machine. We've run. And do you know what's funny? When we were talking about Saints a minute, when I was, I was saying maybe we should bring Yoshida in as the figurehead at the back. Yeah, you know, they've started Yoshida tonight in centre back. Oh, that's what that's as what captain on about. Yeah, as captain. So as we were talking about it, I think Ralph, he may... Ralph had tweeted exactly the same thing, like saying yeah. how it's good to see Yoshida back. We do know what we're on about. We do. We're so aligned, man. I'm kind of a bit scared that Luke 
Ralph's maybe listening to us. Um, but he's having a great time in, in tofu or food. <laughs> um, Couscous. I'm, and I'm really liking it in this big farmer's living room. Yeah, it's just a shame we can't do it every week. Let's just do it. Let's just fuck Ralph off. Yeah, well, but I'd have to kick mum and dad out. Let's fuck your parents off. We could go into... I'll talk to you later. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll talk to you later. Till next time. Goodbye, my lover. Goodbye, my friend. You have been the one. Oh, my God. You have been the one for me.